Welcome back to another episode on Aligned with Purpose in Life and Leadership. And today for the expert series, I'm joined with Julie Ciardi, and she is a former Fortune 500 marketing vice president. She made the quantum leap to freedom after two decades in corporate. She's on a mission to help thousands of women become her best self, filled with purpose and passion. And to do this, we must ignite her mind. Julie, welcome to the show. I am so excited to chat with you today. I would love I would love to just kick this off and ask you, what has it meant for you to be aligned with your purpose? Oh, I, when you, we were talking about this, I could literally probably do an entire podcast just on that one question because it is everything. Um, but what it means for me, you know, I can just paint the picture of how I felt on the daily when I wasn't living mm-hmm. and aligned to my purpose. And it felt like this big missing thing. And honestly, Jamie, I know you've got a lot of moms um, that watch and listen. I had three beautiful children and to actually feel like there was a gap missing, mm-hmm. I felt really guilty. So I have this gap, it, it's this hole, I don't feel complete and I feel guilty because like I should be happy. I should be so grateful. I've got this great job, beautiful kids, marriage, the whole thing. And so flash forward to now being aligned with my purpose, it's like I can, I breathe and I have peace and Mm -hmm. it's is it every single day peace and you know nirvana of course not but it's this fundamental foundation inside of I don't feel guilty I don't feel like there's something missing I feel like I'm actually on a path and I felt like I was wandering before so it's just like it's so much that's why it's like I could probably talk for like 20 minutes on that one thing but it really goes that to that that hole and that gap and feeling guilty to feeling like I'm totally on a path. I don't know all the steps, but I don't need to, and I don't care. And I'm just in this flow and it feels really, really good. Mm, that is such a beautiful response. And I feel like a lot of people listening to this have either felt that before or they're feeling it now. So can you talk a bit about that journey for us? Like, let's go back to when you were feeling this call. Yeah. And And I I think, you know, I'm sure everyone believes something different, but I definitely believe that we are these spiritual, you know, beings, you know, a physical being and our soul, whatever you want to call it, your spirit, your soul, like it's always kind of there. And it does this little tugging, you know, kind of pulls at your shirt, like our kids do, right? Like it's like pulling there. And I would say this pull started early. I mean, even before I was in corporate. And then when I was in corporate, I felt it often, but I would push it away, right? Because I felt, well, the path is you go to school, you get a good job, you go on a career path and you build the family and, you know, all the things, the house and all the things, and you create a great life, then to retire maybe at some point, you know, with a 401k. And I just literally, like, I I just kept saying, but stop even thinking about doing something different because this is the path. This is the path that you're, you know, you're supposed to be on. There are no other paths. I really didn't think there was another path. I I explored a few things over the years, but I kind of pushed it aside. And then I, I, my youngest is eight and I was in his nursery and I was rocking him. So it was 
about eight years ago and I was rocking him in the nursery, bouncing back and forth like we do. And I just, it hit me. I, I, I couldn't, the voice, the soul was so loud that I couldn't not hear it anymore. And that's when this whole, the word purpose, why I, I, I'm obsessed with it as well, is it just kept, that word just kept coming up for me. What's your purpose? Why are you on this planet? Is it to be the mom to these three kids and build this life? I, I would try to tell myself that. And as much as I love them so much, and they are like such a like insanely important part of my life, I kept saying, but there's something else. And just by starting to ask those questions instead of pushing them away was the first step, right? It's like you push them away, you push them away. And then when you entertain them and you start to ask the questions, it's almost like this, this Pandora's box that opens because you start keep asking more and more questions. And I started to ask myself, well, what if I don't have to stay in corporate? And I had a very very high paying job. I was vice president of marketing at a fortune 100 company of company, like everybody knows. And I was vice president of marketing. I was the primary breadwinner in my family, you know, making almost half a million salary, beautiful house, everything's three kids, all the things. I'm like, who am I though to take that away? I thought I was going to take it away from everyone, take it away from the family, take away. If I was going to do my own thing, I wasn't going to come out making a half a million right out of the gate. And so I started, but when I started to ask myself these questions, I started to actually ask them differently where I started to say, okay, what options are there that I can do something myself and, and be able to eventually create the income for my family. And so I made a really big, bold move. And, you know, some of you listening or watching might need to think about this because, you know, I think sometimes we think it only in one direction. And often that is in this progression of upwards, like, you know, you keep making more money and get the bigger house and do, you know, kind of just keeps going up, the better vacations, all the things. And I said to my husband, I said, what if we took a step back, take a turn to the right and go up a different trajectory? And just that shift changed everything because instead of thinking I had to have it all perfectly planned out, trying to make the same amount of money in a side business while vice president of marketing with three children. I mean, that was going to be a little crazy. So I said, why don't we take a step back and go on a, a different route? We ended up, we sold our house like this. We, we, I always talk with women that I work with. What is it you desire? And then are you willing? We're all capable, but are you willing to really go after it? And I was beyond willing. And we sold our house, we downsized. And we, um, we basically were able to reduce our, um, our expenses, like from a house standpoint, by 60%, just by making a little bit of a move, just down the road, kids didn't need to change schools, it was a massive um, support in me leaving that corporate job to pursue my own thing. So that part was really scary and really exciting at the same time. And it, as I always tell people, it doesn't happen overnight. So I left the corporate job. I started to build my own business. And as anyone that is in the entrepreneurial space knows, it is not a straight line. It is not about overnight success. It's about persistence and continuously failing forward. So you try something, you see if it works. If it doesn't work, it's getting curious and then taking the next iteration. And, you know, 
I ended up getting to the point of the business making what I had been making in my corporate career after three years. It wasn't overnight. And I think that's what a lot of people like mistake, uh, mistakenly assume. And so they try something and it doesn't work and then they kind of give up. So if you, you know, this whole the point of this podcast, right, being aligned with your purpose, aligned with, uh, with purpose, you got to be in it and willing though. The purpose, it's not like you just, it all goes so, so smoothly, right? You've got to be willing to kind of take a look and say, if this desire is so strong, what am I willing to do to then be able to make that happen, if that makes sense? And really, really quick, just to kind of sum up the, the, the bit of the story, you know, the first couple of years were really hard. They were really hard. My husband became the primary breadwinner and we were, you know, I think the first year of my business, I didn't make anything. The second year of my business, I think we had gotten to about 45,000 mark. And then by the third year, we finally hit half million. And then last year we, we passed a million, but it's a process and you've got to be willing. I was willing to stick with it in those two years, but I made 45K. <laughs> and that's a really important question. I think everyone should ask themselves, am I willing? Mm, that's so beautiful. And it's true. You're spot on with, we're all capable to do it. It's just who's going to be okay with the work and not really seeing the results that maybe you'd want to in the beginning, but sticking through it till the end. So I love, love your story and the persistence that you've had to build this empire of yours. And so if somebody's listening to this and they're in that, in that slump, what got you through that? Oh, this is so good. So two things, one, two, two really big things. One was back to that first point of being willing. When, even though I wasn't making the money yet, right. Having left corporate, it was like, you know, the wizard of Oz and Dorothy in the house and it lands and she's been living in black and white and she opens the door and it's color. Like I felt like I was living in color the money didn't even matter to me, to be honest, in the beginning. Of course, that was going to be very temporary, right? But I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel, I felt alive, right? So I, honestly, how I felt, even without having the money results yet, really drove me to like, I can't go back. Like, it's almost like I burned the, I burned those boats and I was, it was not an option. Like, I'd never want to go back to corporate. I knew that in my bones. Like, I knew I could never go back. So there was only one way to go, and that kept me very much on, on it. The other thing is that I had to really, really uh, two more things. The other thing I had to really do, and again, if, if, you're, if you're married, if you have a spouse, this can be very challenging. And my husband and I actually, since we've done a podcast episode on this, because it was hard. 2018, 2019, he was super supportive of the move, of, of the move, literally physically and from corporate and all the things. But he expected the money to start rolling in much, much, much faster. And so it was a constant battle and we're very open about it. It was really hard. And so the one, the big thing that got me through on that front was I knew that I had to have the belief myself, even if he didn't believe it that that was okay, that I was willing, I get back to the willing, I was willing to believe for the both of us 
until he could see the physical evidence, right? So that was really, really huge. And the third piece that I highly recommend to everyone listening is what the thing that really shifted for me and actually the thing that took the business from that 45,000 mark to the almost half million the next year in one year was this one thing. And that was, someone had said to me, like, you've got to start thinking and acting and being the version of Julia that's already a multiple six-figure business. And I had heard that plenty of times in my life. I, I remember back in corporate, I was a manager. I wanted to become an executive. I wanted to be an executive. You know, that was my, the next big thing. And I remember the vice president I worked for said, start being that director now. Like, what do you mean? You know, and he's like, well, show up in meetings as her, you know, show up with your team, take on projects that, you know, right. It's almost this idea that sometimes we, we only do what like, well, this is my job description and this is what I'm getting paid for, or these are my current results. So for me, it was like, but I'm not making the money yet. So I was still Julie with the identity of I'm not successful yet in business. I don't have a multiple six figure business. And I was operating from that place. I was thinking from that place. I was trying to do from that place. And when you're doing from that place, oh my goodness, you've got massive shiny object syndrome. You're like, is this gonna help my business? Is this gonna help my business? And you're like this in this like crazy space. When I came out of that into, what? I gotta be six figure CEO, Julie, now. How is she thinking? How is her, what are her like characteristics? How is she being, mm-hmm. right? I got real focused. I developed calendar integrity. I made decisions as her. And that was the key piece in really keeping me going. Because then of course, when I was being her, I started to get her results. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. I love this so much because that is everything. And it circles back to being very clear on your vision. And, and I feel like that's also the driving force. It's like, okay, the money will come so long as you're focused on the vision, but it's also showing up as a version of you who that vision is already manifested into your reality. And that shift is everything. And I have to say, I can relate so Hard with the spouse being completely on board, feeling like the money's going to come in, and then their their hopes and dreams kind of, for me at least, slowly started to deteriorate. And here I am, like charging after these goals like a bull, and I'm like, just trust me, it's going to happen. And you know, eventually it does, but it takes longer than what they had thought. So I was sitting over here like, yes, preach. I don't know about you, but I started to then figure out because it's hard enough as an entrepreneur when you got this big idea and you're going to execute it and you do this launch or whatever it's going to be. And then it like flops. (laughs) That's hard enough on yourself. But when you have brought this stuff, like this is going to be huge. We're going to, this is going to be so successful. This is my, this is my goal that I would like share with the, like the revenue goal would be. And then he'd be like, so what happened after all that you like had a couple of sales or no sales or whatever. And I can remember that was just the worst. Cause now not only was I managing myself and my mind and my emotions, now I'm dealing with that. So just another piece of advice for anyone that's listening. It's like, I know we want, and often we want to like tell our spouse, like, cause we're so excited and you're living and breathing this stuff. So it's like, you want to say, but 
he didn't he didn't know what a funnel was or what an email sequence was or the thing and all the things and he's super invested in this being successful mm -hmm. right so if i'm telling him all the little pieces so what i really recommend is that you're always making sure that you're surrounding yourself with some other people that are doing what you're doing mm. you know because you go to them let them know right because that's going to be a better place to you know to keep your dream a bit protected you know and so just be a little bit more guarded in what you're sharing because it's actually having an impact that way and he even has said to me you know you know, it would have been easier maybe if you didn't bring me into some of the details because it, it set my expectation completely off kilter. And so it's just kind of finding that balance as an entrepreneur and especially when you're first starting. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And so we touched a little bit on how you show up as the six or seven figure business owner in your current reality right now. But let's talk about creating a type of who to be or what to be list. Everyone yeah. talks about to-do lists, but let's dive into that. It's so true. It's, and it goes back to that identity, right? It's like, so when you step into being the version of you that has achieved the next big goal you're going after, you, you do things as her. So the, the, the being always is before the doing, because anything that we do, any actions we take, they're coming from not just our, but also who are being, what's your attitude? I, that's my favorite one. Like you want to check, like do a quick gut check on like who you're currently being and where you're operating from. You, you kind of just check on like, what's my attitude right now? And when I say that, I mean, your attitude most of the time, right? You can't just get positive every once in a while, or like think like her every once in a while and expect something different to happen. Like you need to like embody that attitude, embody that to be list. It can't just be something you journal on in the morning, right? Like, don't get me started on sometimes how these morning routine things can be so academic and totally miss the point. You're like, but I'm writing my five things I'm grateful for and I'm doing my affirmations and like nothing is changing. It's because we're missing the being part mm. of it. Who is the being writing the gratitude down? That's still doing, right? So we even like do it, planning, journaling, you know, uh, figuring out what to take actions to take next in your business, marketing or sales wise, whatever it is, who's deciding those things? Who's doing them, right? Is it, are you being the six figure, seven figure CEO, whatever, you know, the marathon run or the whatever it is, right? Like whatever the goal is that you have, you can sit and really like visualize how does she feel? What does she think? What's her attitude? It's a great one, right? Like me with my goal achieved, what's her attitude? Mm. She's definitely not sitting there going, this is never going to work. I have tried everything. This is just, maybe this isn't for me. Da, 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 da. If that's your predominant attitude, you're never going to get and do the things required to have the results there. So what we like to do is we like to say it, it, with my clients, we like to say, okay, let's sit down and really figure out we, cause you got to start with the vision, but here's the thing. I know you mentioned vision as well. Like I think when people think about purpose and vision and thing and goals, like it, they want to get it so perfectly set. And here's the thing. It's always evolving. 
So if you kind of just realize that this is all a creation process, it's all done kind of like, you know, it's like fluid, very fluid and dynamic. And it's not just like one and done. And honestly, once you start taking action towards the vision and the goals and all of that, they will morph because in that action, you start to see, oh, but I really like this. And oh, this really works well. And this is, I'm more aligned with this. You're not going to figure it all out on paper. You've got to like step into it and test and see how things go. But the thing with the, what we like to talk about is the vision is pick a future memory that you really want to have. So for me, I have a future memory that I absolutely like, I, it's like it's happened because, you know, we go back in time and we have very vivid memories of our past, right? But we're still using our imagination to remember, right? And to really like piece it back all together. You can do it in the opposite direction. So really thinking about a future memory. So for me, um, I have one that I really hold on to, and that is I'm in this beautiful kitchen. It's all white. It's huge. It's just this beautiful big kitchen. And out every single window, I can see water. I don't know if it's an ocean. I don't know if it's lake. I don't, that's, I'm not going to, uh, we'll let that kind of play out, but it's all water. And I have three children. They're all older. They're married. Their kids are there, right? They are nowhere near having kids yet. Okay. They're 18, 16 and, and eight, but this is, it's a future memory and we're all there together. And the house is big enough where everyone's got their own room. The kids don't have to sleep on a you know blow up mattress in their, in, in their parents' room. Everyone loves to come here. We have these be this beautiful time together. It's so vivid in my mind. It's like it's happened. And because of that, like when I step into being the version of me with like wanting to get to the next goal, I'm thinking I need to accomplish this to get that, right? I have several ones that I can pull from, but like that gives you an idea, like come up with that future because you're not going to have the total vision all played out. Pick a couple of things that you create as future memories that you know you want happening in your life at some point. It could be around, around impact. It could be around you sitting on Oprah's couch. It could be whatever it is, like visualize it, see it, feel it like it's already happened. And then you start to say, okay, well, what's the next big goal that I need to work on to get there. So if you see yourself like totally leaving corporate or leaving your day job or whatever it is, and you've got this future memory of it, like in, in your mind, like you can see it happening. You've written your resignation letter, all the things, and you don't have a business yet. Well, clearly the next big, big goal you're going to work towards is I got to start a business. Even if you don't know what it is yet, that's like kind of your next big goal. So then we sit and say, all right, right now you are someone that doesn't have a business. You're working in corporate. You don't have a business. You that has this business that it's allowed you to, to have choice. How is she feel? How does she feel? What is she thinking? What's her attitude? What do you think she would do next? And it's fascinating because you tap into that and you start to realize, well, she's focused. She's got discipline. She makes decisions. She is courageous, right? And you start writing this to-be list down. She's these things, right? And then you have to take a hardcore look at yourself and say, where do I have this gap, right? And I know for me, I started to really see that I wasn't being focused. I wasn't being disciplined. I was, I was all over the place. I'm like, well, maybe I'll try this and maybe I'll try this. So I wasn't really taking action. I was just in planning mode. Well, you with your goal achieved on your to-be list, 
she's not just planning, she's acting, she's, she's making, taking action towards her goals. So you're really embodying the version of you with that next big goal done. And she almost becomes this inner advisor for what you need to do. Cause you already know, you already know what to do, right? But the being you're being right now isn't going to take that action because it's scary. There's fear. What if all the things, but when you're embodying her, who's already done it, like, let's go. Oh, I love this so much. And it's, it's just the truth. The version of you and I sitting here right now, a future version of us was only dreaming of this, right? Totally. But to, for both of us to reach that next level, we've got to continuously be raising that bar. And that's the fun part. Like you said, the creative part, it's all a journey. It's all who you're becoming. And it's beautiful. And it's a direction. I think another really beautiful piece of advice I had gotten once is that success towards any next goal that you have, it's just a direction. Mm -hmm. Meaning like we get the journey and the destination, all that stuff. But like sometimes it can feel so far away that we're like, I don't even, how is this going to happen? How am I really going to achieve this? Mm -hmm. Right. And we start to go back down into the how how, 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 and you're coming again from a place of not having it. So you're like, how, I don't, I don't know. But when you really step into it and you say to yourself, okay, I don't care how long this takes. Like, that's a huge one. You start saying, I don't care if this takes four months or four years, I'm willing and I want this right? When you kind of let go of that time frame around it, which I'm a big fan of letting go of that time frame, and just realizing that every day, even if you took one action towards the goal, over time, you'll hit it. It's almost like this idea that, you know, success is just a series of successful days. Mm. So we think so far out, just think right now, like I'm in it. I don't care how long this is going to take. And I'm just going to do the next thing. And the next thing usually reveals the next thing, right? And it's just this, it's just this direction that you're in because the other direction is going the other way, right? And you're not doing anything towards your goal, your dream. And so you just show up each day and decide what's one thing I can do today. You know what? I got to form that LLC. You know what? I'm making the decision today. I'm calling, I'm calling a lawyer. I have two, I'm picking one. I'm calling a lawyer and getting the LLC done. This is done. Right. So you're just taking those actions and just taking the next step and then the next step. And before you know it, you look back and that's a great Steve Jobs quote. He talks about like you cannot connect the dots going up to the future. But once you're there, you can look back and go, oh, of course, that's how it all played out. Mm -hmm. mm, I love this. And what it's bringing up for me right now is like the more you become her. Right. Your business is a direct reflection of you and, and it's no longer showing up and doing like, like we've kind of mentioned before it's being, and you just are her. You film podcast episodes because it's an extension of you. It's just you showing up being yourself. And that's what I love so much about this conversation. At one point on that, it's really important. I, I tell my clients this all the time because I think we, we have, especially as women, we have a tendency to beat ourselves up and to, you know, um, you know, to, to be these judge, we judge ourselves and all the things. And I just want to make sure it's like really, really clear. Like when we talk about becoming her, it's already you, mm -hmm. 
it's it's you, it's your soul, it's who you already are, but between your experiences, society, you know, all the habitual thinking that we have had like kind of programmed, like like I said at the beginning of this, you get you go to school, you get the job, and then you go do this, and this is the path. And like, you know, we just there's all these shoulds all around us, and especially as moms. And so all of that, what happens is it's almost like picture your true amazing highest potential self and you're looking at her in the mirror Mm. and every should every you know society thing every time you scroll instagram or you talk to your mother-in-law or this happens or that happens right it smears Mm. smears and it smears and the mirror keeps smearing to like you just can't see her so it's not like you're trying to become someone else or be, you know, it's, it's so you, it's just, she's, you can't see her right now. And to me, that's the becoming. The becoming is actually taking the cloth and the Windex and spraying it, like cleaning the window off, cleaning the mirror off. So you see yourself again and you do that every time you step into being her and take that next action. It's funny. You still need the doing. You can't just be like you have to do wait you're saying I I can't just be and have everything done for me I wish maybe if your belief was so strong like (laughs) but like it's just that this you have to do but it's the being doing the doing so what happens is is that every time you just take a leap of faith and you do something as her you're going to get some evidence and that's a swipe on the mirror right? Then you're going to take the next action being her and you're going to, it's going to reveal, you're going to have this like self-integrity. You're going to trust yourself. You're going to say, oh, okay, I can do this. Right. And it's like every action then gives you that next like nugget of evidence, which fuels your faith and belief even further. And that keeps you going and that you're just wiping the mirror clean, Mm -hmm. right? So you're not trying to be someone totally different or be like someone else or any of those things. You're full of the most amazing potential inside of you. You just can't see it right now is all. Such a beautiful visualization. I was just like imagining like a foggy mirror and just how beautiful it would look if we just wipe every last little bit away from, especially like every woman out there, every mom out there, like if we could just clean that mirror off, we would the world would be full of some empowering leaders, let me tell you. Huge. Oof. That's why I'm on this mission and this path. I'm sure you are too, because the more women we can help be able to do that with the right tools, right? To do that. I mean, my goodness. And here's, you know, here's another thing, because again, we have a lot of moms here. I studied and mentored with Bob Proctor and um, who recently passed. And he's just the most incredible person who really was leading in this area, you know, for the last 60, you know, 62 years or so. And he said something once that literally floored me. And I, I really believe this keeps me going no matter what, because it doesn't matter where you are in your journey, by the way, ladies, there's always, it's not like you hit a million or you hit and everything's like fine. Like you have a whole other set of things that you're working through and, and troubleshooting and all the things. But like he said to me, this keeps me going through everything. What we don't fix, our children inherit. And I think we totally get that when it comes to the environment or it comes to what, right? But what about our beliefs and our thoughts and what we do with our lives and what should a mom be, 
what is okay? What's not okay? I mean, we call them torchbearers, you know, in my community where we feel like every woman we help to awaken up from this like slumber of should, like they're now getting the torch. It's like Mm -hmm. the torch keeps passing to just wake up and say, you know what? I don't want my daughter to feel some of the things that I have felt. I want her to like, like almost it's a no brainer that you're going to align with your purpose. Like, think about that for a minute. Like, right, we have to go out and tell everyone this because no one knows this. What if every kid is taught this by their parents? Can you even imagine this world? Like, I just got the chill saying it. But we get to do that if we embody it. And if we start to break some of these things down in these beliefs, we can teach them to our children. And now we're, we're like breaking these total crazy belief systems that are, I mean, they need us because of it right now, because we're waking people up and telling them that they should be listening to their purpose and their passion. But like, eventually, wouldn't it be great if no one needed us? Because we just know this. Yes. I mean, it, it would be, and, it, and it's ironic that it's not ingrained in us, because you would think all through the schooling system and everything that that this would be like so inside of our souls at this point, but it's not. No, and it's we're trained to be employees. Yep, we're schooled to be employees <laughs> from the set, the get go. And and it works for the for the system that is created, <laughs> but for us out there who are like, no, just that is not going to work. So I I love that so much. And when it comes to truly living that life by design. How does that look for you? Oh, I love the word design because, you know, I think you see a lot out there like create a life you love, create a life you love. You got to design it first. Mm-hmm. Like notice that step and that difference, right? So if an architect was going to build a house, he can't just go create the house. He's got to design it first. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this idea of live by design versus by default from a great book called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. Such a good book. And that quote is a, it's a bigger quote than just um, that, but my, like we live by it. Because we can either let life happen to us or we can, with intention, design what we want it to be like, right? And so I'm a big fan of kind of working backwards and actually picking like the age of 90 or something like that and saying, because really, I mean, and not to be morbid, but like, we get like a few decades. Like we have like, I, I have a few decades left. Like we all have a few decades. We don't get like any more than what's on our two hands, pretty much, mm-hmm. right? And the first, you know, I don't know, three, we don't even know what's going on. So like <laughs> for the first two, we don't even know what's going on. I, I feel like you've got to design what do you want to experience in those decades? So you're 90 and you're looking back. What does that look like? what like I I know I have like a five six page script of what I want to unfold in my life all the way to like the kind of grandmother I want to be all the things like I list it out and I tell my clients too as well you've got to you've got to see what you want your life to be design it write it down it's like your map right? For your life, right? We don't, no one teaches us to do this, right? And so it's by that, it's by design. So it's kind of that bigger, vision. that's the big vision. And then on the day to day, right? It's really 
taking a step back and I, we call them goal cards. So we always have our next big goal on a card. That's the only thing we're going after, right? In our businesses, right? You can have one for a personal too. And you're, des- you're making sure you know what your outcome is. You've designed the outcome that you want. Mm-hmm. And now you're like laser focused on then creating it, but you got to design it. You got to know what that outcome is. Like if we're too vague, well, I want to be happy. Or I want to feel like I'm living my purpose. Or I want to, you know, make 10K a month in my business or whatever. But getting more specific, right? What does that look like, right? You've got to design it. Or it's going to happen by default. And usually things that happen by default aren't exactly what we were hoping for. Mm. I love the idea of a goal card. And, but I also just want to point out, how fun is that? How fun yeah. You get to decide like we are the creators and that part, it just lights me up. Like think like you can have anything you want and you get to map out exactly what that looks like. And then it's just showing up as that person taking aligned action. I mean, it's beautiful. That doesn't fire me up every single day. I feel like, you know, there's a different philosophies and beliefs and, you know, different, you know, people that follow different religions and all the things, but that kind of all comes back to the same, I think everywhere, which is that we were designed in the mirror image of the universe, God, the source power, all the things, right? It's not in how we look. We were designed in mirror image and that we are creators and there is not a living thing on this planet that can create other than us. Think about that for a minute. You know, you look at an acorn, it has to become an acorn, I mean, an oak tree. Like, can it can't be anything else. A squirrel is going to be a squirrel. It's not going to all of a sudden decide it wants to go live by the beach. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's going to live in the woods at a tree because it can't decide. It can't create. So don't forget you are a creator. So many people, and you're in like the tiny percentage of the population of the world, if you get this point. If you get the point that you create the life that you have, right? The results that you have, you design and then you create, no matter if you think you're doing it or not, you're doing it. So why not do it by design? Why not say, okay, I'm the only thing on this planet that can create, you can create your environment. You can create how you make money. You can create who you surround yourself with. You can create how you, you look all the things. You get to create that it doesn't just happen to you. So if you can that if you can take that one biggest like takeaway from from this, it's you're a creator. Mm-hmm. Have fun with that. Like it's a beautiful gift. Mm. That is true. I mean, we can create everything so much as like changing our hair color. Like that's how much we get to decide in our life. And that's can I share one thing on that? That's really funny. Of course, yeah. Really funny. So that also was in my vision. So I started going like gray white at 20 years old. It's just genetic is what it is. And I, as it was, you know, continuing to happen. And then by the time I would like hit around 40, I was like, all right, you know what? I am, and when the timing is right, I am totally going to start rocking the gray white look, the whole thing. And I'm for, I'm turning 48 this year and we started the whole process. Like we are, I have pictures, I know where I'm going. So now it's, it's coming in with the gray, the white, we're doing it by design. So this is like, this is a little teeny thing 
just to drive it home. It could be about business, but it could be about something like this. Like I've designed it. I have the pictures. I know, I know as I'm going into my fifties, how I look, how I'm on stage. I can see it because I'm designing it. And then I've put into action, actually creating it versus I can't believe I had to color my hair. My grandmother, I got this from my grandmother. I got the jeans got passed down to me and I'm already white and blah, 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 blah. Like you could have that attitude or you could have the attitude of, oh, we're rocking this. Like, you see the difference? Like it's mm -hmm. you, that you get to decide that from hair color to how you make money and impact. <laughs> Mm, such a great point and you're rocking it so yeah. I can't wait to see what what comes of all of this mm -hmm. and how you fully step into your next level your vision whatever that looks like I am so excited to watch this journey and Julie, I am too I love watching it too <laughs> yes, you're like it's like a movie unfolding you're like I knew it I knew that was gonna happen you chose to make it happen it's what I love Julie, thank you so much. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are listening to that right now and they've heard your story and they resonate and they want to reach out to you. So feel free, take it over. How can everybody find you? Yeah. I mean, well, you're, if you like podcasts, listen to podcasts, you can come check out Ignite Her Mind. We talk about a lot of this stuff right on the podcast. Um, and I also, uh, the, the big area that I find many, many women that I work with face, and maybe your audience would, would appreciate this is that we know what, we even know, not all the details, but we know enough, like we know we wanna start a business or we know we wanna take this next step in our career, we know all of this, but then there's this huge gap in the doing, right? We're not taking the action, we procrastinate, perfectionism, we wanna feel like we're ready, we don't feel like we're confident enough yet. So I, I have this free training, it's called Take Action Now, which is funny because I'm all about the being, right? And we teach it in there. But you cannot achieve any goal, any result if you're not taking action. And so we have this free training. It's called Take Action Now. Highly recommend you check it out. It's juliecrd.com forward slash action. And just take it. You're going to learn how to incorporate the being in your doing in it. But the goal of it is that you start to take action now because you will not be able to get the results you want unless you're stepping in being her and doing. You've got to take that action. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And is there anything else that's coming to mind that you would like to share before we wrap things up here? Yeah, one last thing. So I just want you to know if you're listening to this, watching this or listening to this, I can remember if that's where my journey started. When I started to ask the questions, Kaysom was this little baby and I would walk every day. So I would walk and I would listen to podcasts. And I remember listening to podcast after podcast of an interview just like this, where one amazing female entrepreneur was talking to another amazing female entrepreneur, talking about the journey, how they got there, all the things. And I was still working as a vice president in you know, a, a corporate uh, role. I was still not living my purpose. I still didn't even know exactly what it was going to be yet, all the things, but I would walk and I would listen and just staying consistent by listening and then taking whatever action people in the podcast were saying was how I started too. And so just know if you're listening to this, you're on the right path, you know, but the biggest thing I can offer 
is that, you know, if you're listening to Jamie's podcast and she tells you to go do something, do it, right? Like just go do it. We, we argue with our brain, but this is an amazing resource to start the process. It's how I started it for me. And I just want you to feel inspired by that. Thank you so much. This has been a lovely chat and I just appreciate you so much for coming here and just pouring all of you into this episode. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me and thank you for having this amazing podcast. Women need it for sure. You're so welcome.